Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Shift. Uh, very excited about this week's episode. I recorded an episode last week with Christina Hutchinson. And you probably already know her from the Guys We Fucked podcast or from her solo podcast, The Voices in Her Head. We had great chat. So she talked to me about having a threesome with two men, um, being with a male sex worker and also about celibacy as well. We also talked a little bit about mommy issues, history. And so we've great chats. Um, so have a listen. And if you want to see the video for this, it's up on the Patreon. So Patreon forward slash The Shift Podcast. And if you want to hear next week's episode early, That'll be up on Wednesday because I'm recording an episode with Young Me Mayor. So very excited to do that. And if you have any questions or advice needed, don't forget to email in. It's all here in the description. Also, there's solo episodes on the Patreon. So on the Patreons, pay what you want for now because I haven't figured out how to work the tiers. So you just kind of do what you want. But the solo episodes are every Monday morning and it's just my personal dating or, you know, New York City life, just stuff that goes on here that I don't get a chance to talk about on the podcast or other topics that I want to cover that I just don't get a chance to on the shift you know because we can only do like what an hour to an hour and a half a week and I could talk for hours so I get to do another hour 30 minutes to an hour on the solo podcast so sign up if you can that'd be great and anyway enjoy this episode and I'll talk to you at the end great thanks so much um how are you doing I'm good I'm good I'm good I'm I woke up not that long ago uh great (laughs) I went on the road. I I have this tendency to stay up until 4 a.m. Like just thinking of stuff and then I sleep until one. So uh, I'm trying to, you know, I'm really fighting against that sleep schedule, but I'm every time I try to change it, it just doesn't change. So I don't know what to do. So I'm just very uh, up until 4 p.m. I'm like very calm. And then after 4 p.m., I'm I'm wiling out. No, I'm the same. I've always been that way. And then someone said it's something to do with back in the days. I don't know that we would have been like minding the tribe outside the cave. <laughs> really? Did you hear about that? Yeah. So no. apparently there's uh, certain people who are like morning people and then they're, you're like midday people and you're like night people because oh. in your genes right. that you would have okay. been like watching the tribe at those times. Um, oh, interesting. That's interesting. I, I OK, I buy that. Yeah, so you're just <laughs> I'm not a scientist. To, you're just gonna have to, you know, you're just a four to four a.m. person. That's it. You're yeah. <laughs> I just I need to accept it and not fight against it. <laughs> I accepted it. I'm the same. I like. Well, I had to wake up early today because well, I didn't have to wake up early, but now that the pandemic's over, the bloody construction guys are back. So oh, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. I loved the pandemic. Not not all the people. Dying, oh, me too. But, it was the best. Yeah, it was so nice to relax. I, 
Yeah, the one thing that really sucked for me, uh, I didn't have any, but I was lucky. I didn't have anybody pass away that I knew or anything like that. But I lived near the hospitals. So at the height in New York about last year, there was um, refrigerator trucks parked outside my apartment for the dead bodies. Okay. And that I was like, you should, you can move those because they didn't have any room behind the hospital to park them where they should be parked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were just parking them right in front of my home. And I'm like, oh, that's so-. like, so my curtains were drawn for a while. So it was like, I don't know what time it is. I don't know where I am. Like, cause my blinds were drawn. So it felt like I was living in a spaceship for a little bit. Yeah, that's like horror movie stuff. You go outside and there's just dead bodies being put. That's literally like every pandemic movie. Yes, yes. Jeez. Yes, it's a trope. <laughs> that was my life. <laughs> I was, um, this is a side note, but I was listening to your uh, solo podcast yesterday and you were, <laughs> you were talking about uh, thirst traps. And so this is something I've talked about because I rarely post a picture of myself in a bikini or whatever. And I did at Christmas and I wa- and my only did it because my friend was like, oh, this is a great photo. You should post it. And I was like, I will lose followers. And she was like, no, you won't. She was like, I get loads of followers. She all she does is post her body. And she was like, body positivity. And well, I was but like, that's her thing, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I, was, I was like, I'll just do it to show you. And I fucking did. I lost a ton of followers. And then <laughs> I was in Miami recently. And I was like to my friend, I was like, watch this now. I'm going to post a few bikini photos. And I posted maybe like three. And I lost again more followers. I was like, what is going on? Why do they hate yeah. my body? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it's not, I don't know what it is, but Corinne told me that she, that happens to her all the time. She posts photos of her ass. She has a glorious ass. She posts photos of it. And I guess people want you in a box. So it's either you make me laugh or you make my dick hard or you just make me, you know, you, you, you show your skin or you make me laugh. Pick one. I think that that's what it is, if I had to guess. But it's very fascinating to me that people are like, ugh, no, never mind. But I unfollow people because of the dumbest shit. I just don't feel like looking at their fucking face, honestly. That's <laughs> all it is. So I get it. I just, it's it's a funny phenomenon to me. And you said you lost followers after you posted your eyes. Your eyes look great. Yeah, thank you very much. I lost like, yeah, like a thousand. And I was like, that's so funny. I don't, it's odd, odd because it gets like the most amount of likes because all the yeah. girls are like, yeah, girl, stand in your, stand in your worth or whatever the fuck. And then uh, the guys are like, oh my God. And then a lot of people are like, I never want to see that again. Yeah. I'm just here for the written word. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How dare Instagram. You? Come on. It's about the caption. Yeah. That, no, that is funny that I guess like, cause even I post a lot of, I post a lot all the time I'm I have a problem and I don't I don't use Instagram to watch it I just use it as like a, a work thing yeah. um so I post like a, a ton of stories I post on reels I post a tweet I post a fucking whatever mm-hmm. do all and, the things you're supposed to do yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah I treat it like a job but so then I'll have friends or like and I'll be out with my Irish friends and a new Irish person will come and they'll be like oh what's your Instagram and I'm like uh I'm like you can follow me but you're gonna mute me (laughs) so you know they're not there for the comedy so they're like oh fucking Katie's so annoying she's posting like seven (laughs) Instagrams I've had my roommate date she was dating this guy and uh she was like oh you should follow Katie's Instagram for jokes and I was like don't tell him to do that but anyway and then he literally said to her a week later he was like god she's mad annoying she posts stories all the time (laughs) really that's your that's your job. I mean, that's that is a comedian's job. Yeah, so yeah. Funny. But I guess if you're not looking for the comedy or whatever, like obviously it works for the people who follow us because they're like, yeah. But then when it's your friend, they're right. like, 
Uh, yeah, I'm tired of this. Yeah, I'd rather hear from you. I'm like, I'm not going to do my act in front. Like, I'm not going to do a bit for you. I, if- I, I follow a lot of Irish comedians now because I I am good friend. One of my close friends is Irish and he like Tony Cantwell. Have you do you know him? I sound familiar, but I'm not friends. With OK, him. and it, like there's a lot of Irish, and they're so subtle. Oh, the subtlety I'm like jealous of. It's just the, <laughs> their ability to be subtle is so sharp and um yeah i really i love following irish comedians specifically for that i kind of like hope that it rubs off on me yeah no i was i was uh, laughing my head off at your podcast i don't know if you you were like you were talking about deep shit and i was like laughing on the train (laughs) oh good (laughs) good yeah Yeah, well when you're sad a lot of times you gotta you gotta make it you know you have to frame it for yourself so that it's palpable for you so you don't want to kill yourself yeah, 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 absolutely. No, it's, I, I think that's a big thing with Irish comedy is because there was a lot of sadness for a long time. So a lot of it is making sadness funny, which also means, though, the opposite is we have trouble in talking about our real problems in like a serious way. Uh, yes, so, yeah, yes. You're like, ah, I'd love if you'd commit to me, but like, ha ha ha. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard that <laughs> from Irish people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's so funny. Yeah, but, but the yeah. culture of Ireland. I mean, I my one good friend, uh, who Colin, who is from Ireland, he told me about the history of of it, and st- still Northern Ireland, and, and I'm like, oh my god, that's like not that long ago. No, it's not. That's turmoil. That's a yeah. lot of sadness, and some of the most beautiful poetry comes out of Ireland, and it's like, oh my god, it's like this factory where you take these. You, you do terrible things to the people and you starve them and then they just come out with this art that's just heartbreaking and 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 beyond the human soul like it's really a, another level of art and it's like well god you don't want to have to you know put people through that in order to get that art but it's it's fascinating the history of ireland yeah yeah no it is true and it is so current i think i was 10 when the last big bombs happened but it's like my age yeah. so yeah, yeah, it's great. Now I was I live in the south, so it didn't affect me at all. But I remember being on the news. And for like a lot of Americans, when they meet me, they don't know any of that. They're just like, ah, the famine. And I'm like, no, there's like a whole That's big it. thing. That's all we know. We're so fucked. <laughs> Americans are so school really fucked us. Public school really did us a disservice because it did not tell you the whole history of slavery. It left a lot of stuff out in black history. And that's when it like fuels this racism in America. And you just don't learn about about how the world actually works. It's like this cookie cutter version of it. And then you grow up and you're like, oh, wow, this is a lot darker than I was told. Yeah, because even when I talk to my friends here, what I learned um, about slavery and uh, uh, like a lot of stuff that went on in America, they were like, we didn't learn about that. And I was like, oh, yeah, we learned all about it. They didn't learn about slavery at all? Well, they learned about slavery, but they said it was just like you said, like a little bit. Like, I feel like we learned more in Ireland about it. Oh, about. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They didn't even know it existed. No, um... (laughs) I'm like, damn, that school district. Where were they in Arkansas? That's the same with England, though. I feel like if you talk to a lot of young English people, they're like, oh, the Republic of Ireland isn't a part of the UK or they don't know about the stuff that went on or the xenophobia or the um, treatment of Irish people. I don't I don't know, but I'm guessing it wasn't taught over there it was funny i posted this joke and i said um this is just a dumb fucking reel you know we do them all the time so you're not even thinking the algorithm loves when you do reels so you're right on with that (laughs) okay yo i'm just i'm i'm trying everything okay (laughs) folks i need to make it um (laughs) but uh my dad said something i was dating an english man and he was just kind of like i can't remember what he said but i said about how my dad says 
I told my dad I was an English man and he said oh you've really hit a new low now it was something like that <laughs> when I posted it like like it did really well and then a bunch of white English guys were like this is racism and I was like just google the history oh god also we're the same race you fucking idiots you're white yeah you're white oh my god <laughs> yeah. oh my god that's it's that yeah I can't the more I learn about how racist america actually is and all, all the, about the history that you didn't really get get to learn in school i'm like man this place i don't know how i feel about it <laughs> but there's also things like i can i've been here years and it was only when black lives matter happened that i was learning stuff like i didn't know about uh i forget the word for it now is that like zoning or housing zoning and stuff like that oh well, redlining the yeah. district so that black people can't vote it's crazy not giving them any representatives in their or seats in Congress, like not counting their vote for that. Yeah. And it's, and it's man, I'm, I was learning about that stuff too. Really like what it actually meant because you're, you're given these kind of cookie cutter definitions of things. And then you're realizing what the actual effects of them are in real life for people. And you're like, Oh, but that's why I love doing comedy because comics will talk about stuff in a way that's just not tiptoeing around like all, all my comedian friends who are black are like they schooled me a lot during black lives matter coming back and resurging because they are very honest about their experience and i'm thankful for that yeah yeah, yeah. my roommate she's from peru and uh, she's a latina but she's like white passing so she taught me all about that as well and she was like about your privilege and knowing and she was like obviously you're an immigrant but you're white and it was like really interesting yeah. and she's really educated me over the like jesus every time i date this is so embarrassing every time a date comes into our apartment he's like oh my god you have this book about politics or this book about race or this poster about and i'm like oh, it's all my room do you want to fuck my roommate <laughs> <laughs> like, that romantic dirty novel over there that's mine just get, <laughs> just get uh, uh howard zim's the people's history of the united states of america just get one and then you can feel like you're participating in the history uh, i gosh when i was back home because i was like i just felt like jesus because even myself i would have zoned out a lot <laughs> in history class just because i i think i me too not a yeah. morning person I, yeah, I also think creative people, it's just hard. We're just like daydreamers. So you have to really focus. I'd have to read the thing a couple of times. So when I was at home, I was like, I want to be able to talk about these things um, at parties, you know. So I bought a little book called The Whole History, a little little book of the whole history of the world. And I read it. <laughs> and I'm like, go. yeah, you know what? Who created numbers? I actually forget, but there was a chapter <laughs> about that. Yeah. Well, now, now with everything, I think with like how communicative everybody can be with one another and how you're, everyone does have a voice with social media. Like, it's like, as soon as you learn a fact, it becomes part of your armor. Like you <laughs> use it as a weapon. You're like, well, did you know this? No, you didn't. You fucking idiot. Meanwhile, you learned it 10 minutes ago. That's so true. And I find even maybe it's a, our world now or maybe it is an American thing. I don't want to say it's an American thing because I've been out of Ireland for six years. So maybe they're like that back there now as well. But how everybody's so defensive. Like I remember I wrote a tweet and someone wrote on it like really angry. And I thought, oh, Jesus, I, I literally replied saying, Jesus, I never even thought that that could be read that way. I'm so sorry. And then she wrote back and went, oh, actually, I read it wrong. And I was like, oh, no, but I'm glad we've had this conversation because I can see how you read it wrong. It's an apology English off. <laughs> yeah, because my English is so bad. So I can see how the grammar would have read that way. And then she was like, right. Oh, she was like, I'm just having a hard time with everything right now. It was in the summer. And then she was like, I see that you are now insulting white people. I just read it. And I was like, but it's still good to know that I have to be very careful. <laughs> crazy. And they were just like, you know, <laughs> being so nice this to each other. My women are behind. I know that's so true. But I just thought as well, if 
people if you get like in trouble or whatever and you're just like fuck sorry you know I didn't mean it It, oh I got in trouble and then I dug myself into a deeper hole by saying stuff that I didn't understand was also (sighs) racist and like I didn't it was it was just it was a bad day and uh but it was one of those whoo that's shit tumbling because that's uh and you learn like you'll never forget like you're bullied by strangers and you get like rape and death threats uh you don't forget to not never say that again so you know it does it does make some movement well all but also as well i didn't know about that so not everybody knows that you got in trouble so it does kind of disappear oh, nice. Nice. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, the and thing i did like, research I, I i'm not scared about all if i don't know that something is wrong that i'm saying i'm gonna say yeah. it because i'm like wait isn't this because I, I have this like deep need to understand where everyone's coming from I, I just really want to and so uh if I don't and I'm like just like mouthing off, not mouthing off, but just like I don't know certain certain things are wrong to say sometimes. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, it's interesting to um, that's why. And that's where my comedian friends come in. They're like, Christina, you need to watch this movie and this movie and read this book and do not talk to me until you do. I'm like, OK, thank you. I will. I will read it. I'll watch the movie. That's great. That's the attitude you should have. Because, of course, people yeah. say things they don't know until people educate them. And then you're like, oh, OK, like my right. my, fr- my friend, he's black from Ireland. And when all this stuff was going on, I was like, did you experience any of this at home? And he he talked about his experience. He said it was his personal experience was very good. He said, I can't talk about other people's. But my parents weren't. And then he told us about that. And it was really yeah, uh, eye opening. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think once you're just like, because sometimes if it's not, you don't mean to, people don't mean to, but they just don't know. No. If it's not there. The same way men don't know as women that we've like fucking walk home every night being like, okay, where's the murderer? You know? Yeah. And that, and that cluelessness on the other side, like the cluelessness on my part as a white person, the cluelessness uh, on a guy's part for like not even understanding or grasping. Like it's hard for me when a guy says something really fucking stupid for me to go, are you fucking serious? Really think about what you just said, you know, but at the same at the same time, I am such a people pleaser. I don't ever want to hurt anyone's feelings ever. I really and I really don't like I I would never if I want to hurt your feelings. It's it's a rare occurrence, but I will like I'll hurt your feet like but like that that is like maybe twice in my life that that's ever happened where I've gotten so mad at somebody. But um, I always am worried about pissing somebody off or making some or, or, or insulting somebody without knowing it because I just you know no one knows all of the all of the I don't know it's just you, you really talk yourself I talk myself into a hole because I'm historically uncomfortable with silence so you say a lot of stupid shit when you do that <laughs> do you want to talk about it no no, I mean, that's it. I mean, that was it. I mean, oh, I'll, I'll share what I learned because mm. um, <laughs> I think it's good. Um, I think with everybody uh, now with I the said, Internet as well, more people are saying the wrong thing and getting called out for it. So, yeah. And I think I don't think people. Well, there, there's definitely people that want to say the wrong thing and, and <laughs> piss people off. And that, I can usually tell when that happens. But, um, yeah, I, I was saying that I was marching and that my my feet were bleeding from marching because uh, that they I came home and I had a shoe full of blood because I was doing it was when we the we were marching and then um, Uber had there was a curfew because of the protests. So you uh, you couldn't get an Uber past like 8 p.m. It was, this was during the summer. So I had to walk home from Wall Street to my apartment, which was like three miles. And so I was just I didn't wear the right shoes. So I was came home with like my foot was um all bloody and I <laughs> I said that to a woman who tried to cancel Corinne and I 
in 2000, God, it was like four, three or four years ago for something we said in 2014, something Corinne had mentioned and that we had already addressed on the podcast because we said it, she said it. And then a listener was like, hey, that like made my stomach like crawl when you said that. And this is why. And we're like, oh, fuck. OK, yeah, sorry. Like we just didn't fucking know. And um, and this woman tried to get us canceled like fully because of it. She like resurfaced like this is the clip. This is what the guys who fuck girls are saying. And I was like, oh, gosh. OK. And then the woman came back and commented that same woman commented on my um, Instagram post. And and then I said I was been marching. I came home with like till my feet were bleeding. And then it was like I had. I said something I knew right away. I was like, oh, I said something very wrong. But I I honestly got I Googled. Is it racist to say your feet are bleeding? Because I didn't know. And then my friend, my friend Vaughn, we had a rehearsal. We were working on a one woman show for her. We had a rehearsal and she goes, hey, I'm like, hey, she's black. And she she was like, so the bloody feet thing. I'm like, what does it mean? I'm just, I'm just like, Vaughn, I'm so I don't know. I didn't mean to say it. And she goes. You need to watch this movie. She told me the movies to watch basically. And then you learn this shit. And because wa- the thing is, when there's anger, it's for a real re- like it's real anger. And it comes from a place that's real. And then you learn the actual history behind the anger for that. And you're like, oh, my fucking God. So, so black soldiers fought for the North in the Civil War. They weren't given fucking shoes. Oh, my God. So I didn't know that feet. either. That's awful. I didn't know that. And yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. And it's and I, and I get so and I and I watched this movie and I read all these. And I was like, holy shit. They they the black people basically in the north is why the north won. And it, and and the, with the Civil War. And that's why, like, I was watching this gorgeous netflix series called amend it is a uh it is the history lesson everybody needs about america um i cannot recommend it enough but he was saying you know lincoln originally wasn't keen on freeing the he didn't want to free the slaves initially frederick Douglass, who was an escaped slave who taught himself to read and went to new york um uh lincoln invited all the black leaders to the white house to kind of figure out what are we going to do? The civil war was breaking out. And Lincoln was like, Hey, let's send you guys to South Africa. And Frederick Douglass was like, no, or South America, excuse me. And Frederick Douglass was like, no. And so Frederick Douglass is really the one credited with having the slaves freed, even though Lincoln did it. But then you learn about when, when black soldiers fought in the civil war, they were not given shoes. They were not given the things that they needed to fight. And they basically won the civil war for the North. Yeah, see, I, like, didn't, I didn't know that at all. And so then I look at that, that and I look at the thing I said and I was like, wow, I would have fucking been mad at me too, huh? I would have, yeah. that. that's, so it's like, so much has happened over quarantine, but one of the things is like this, you have, you, like this eye-opening, like you were taught nothing. Yeah, you were yeah. cheated out of history um, of your own country because it's like knowledge is power. And so if you withhold knowledge from a population, you are uh, unknowingly or knowingly um, obtaining power because the other people don't know. And then they're like, well, why are you getting mad at me for saying that? And it's like, oh, I wish people had more of a sense of compassion and curiosity towards why people are angry because they're never angry for no reason. It's always for a reason. Yeah, that's so true. Because as well, if it's just like exactly what you did where you're like, shit, I didn't know. I'm going to educate myself. But yeah, like yeah. a lot of people get defensive, a lot of white Americans because they're because oh, they're like, I used to because I didn't yeah. I, I didn't know 
because I was such a people pleaser. And if anybody got mad at me, because my mom would always get mad at me like in childhood for shit yeah. I didn't do because she was very bipolar and very yeah. erratic and Same. would like throw things at me. So I, yeah. I was always on the defense. And yeah. so that, that quality bodes terribly as an adult. Oh my God, I'm relating so hard. So my mother has undiagnosed, but like serious mental health issues. And like that she would just be like happy one day, throwing a dish. Then I mean, not even day, sorry, minute. Um, like very, and all the same. I was always in trouble for everything. So I think I like yeah. what I worked on this year in quarantine was like, don't get defensive or, and I feel like I yep. really worked on it and kind of just been like, oh, but it, that's, it's, ah. Oh. It's fucking crazy mothers it's wild and once you realize it though the the awareness is like the such a good uh, such a great welcomed awareness because yeah. it's not fun to be like that <laughs> it's not fun to be defensive it's a, it's not enjoyable but you don't really understand that that's wrong or something's off in you because of somebody else's behavior you know it's it's it creeps up on you and when it's a parent that's all you know so it takes a while for you to go wait a second was that normal yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, no, I was lucky because my dad married a uh, married a different woman and she's amazing. So I would go to them on weekends and see the kind of difference. And I was like, oh, OK. Wow. But when you're small, like you said, five, six, seven and eight, I didn't know. Um, and he was there till I was five. But yeah, it's definitely uh, or even now as a 30 year old woman, I'm like, oh, all of that was emotional abuse. It was awful. And I can say that. But yeah, people say to me, I remember when I le- I don't I haven't spoken to my mother in 13 years because it's not good for my brain. But um, wow, I'm a year. Uh, I'm almost a year not speaking to mine. That's OK, wild. good. It's scary. It um, I think it's the best thing I ever did. So, yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. And even when I left, I remember my cousin one time a few years later and she's a sweetheart. She was the only one who handled the whole thing out of my that side of the family, like very maturely. Um, oh, that's good. They, they do listen to this podcast sometimes and try to get me they've tried to like get me cancelled one time like it's ridiculous like I have no they tried to get me cancelled from someone who doesn't represent me so I'm like oh thanks for thinking I'm doing better than when I like Des was so Aww. mad because they emailed Des <laughs> manage but uh she uh my cousin was like I think a few years later I started to tell her stuff about it and she was like how come you never told anybody and I was like well nobody asked and like as a child you don't know that that's bad how, if you're not so it's that's why no kid is going around going this is what happened to me because the kid thinks that this is what everyone goes through because that's your reality and when you're when you're a little child you think your parent is god so whether you were explicitly told that or not it doesn't matter every kid has this like idolization of their parent because their parent is responsible for all their necessities and survival yeah it's awful i do think i want like um in my I want to rule the world <laughs> one of yeah. my things I'll do I don't really but I would I wish I could have every parent sign a contract before they have a kid like all these things like I'm not going to blame because like I think what a lot of emotionally abusive parents will do is they'll be like oh well I had you so you have to do this or you should be grateful or blah 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 and it's mm-hmm. like this is the career you should have this is yeah, it. it's ask. like I didn't ask you to have me yeah, yeah and that's even- and also I'm an old, my own person exactly and that's even parents who are not emotionally abusive who are just like well you should do this because i gave you this and it's like no 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 then you should manipulative yeah yeah yeah. i you know and to be fair like i maybe met three people whose parents were truly wonderful (laughs) and let them be independent and encourage them to be independent and when the kid was like fuck you mom the, the parent was like okay all right like let's you know and actually had like talk to them like an adult and like didn't uh 
didn't hold them against unrealistic expectations and standards because that's what they were held against. So if they were, if they were made to suffer as a child, then you will too. Like that's, that's such bullshit. Like don't, you shouldn't have a kid for revenge. No, or for whatever. Yeah, no, but mine anyway, I'm best thing I did. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited for you. I hope. Thanks. It just is bad. I, I feel weird. It feels very weird. I was so attached to my mom. And so like if anybody said anything wrong about her, I was like um, kind of Stockholm syndrome yeah. it, with it, because if anybody I knew would say anything like your mom's kind of being a bitch to you, I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Do not like I would just I looked at her like uh, she was on a 10 foot tall pedestal. And so that had to unwind, like unravel that whole oh, she's not what I thought she was. She was actually mean to me. She was actually very controlling and manipulative and too much, too much. That's really hard. And are you close with your dad? I was, um, but he kind of joined her side and like Mm. doesn't understand where I'm coming from either. And I'm like, you guys, I don't think, one, you guys don't know me. Two, you're not curious to know me. And three, I don't think you like me. Because you want me to be your version of me. And that's never, I'll, I'd rather kill myself uh, no. than do that. You know? And if they're, they're still married, right? They are, yeah. They separated and they got back together. So yeah, it's so it's probably weird. hard for him to pick your side while he's still living with her. Totally. He's and it's, I'd rather them have each other. Like, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they need each other, for sure. Uh, so, and I, I gotta say, some of the most peaceful times of my life have been not talking to them. Which is weird. Yeah, no, it is. It, I yeah, I think I'm I'm a very I I'm very close to my dad, so I'm very lucky. Um, I oh, will say nice. that. I think if I hadn't have had him, I'd be a completely different person. Like he was always like, learn how not to behave, and I saw how violent she was with him. So, wow, but, but um, yeah, I think it's just been like the best last thirteen years, just figuring it out, doing my own thing, not feeling like I owe something to someone or that I've, I'm bad for saying something that wasn't my intention or the whatever. guilt. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, I, I, yeah, it, it's wild to how, when a parent, when a parent reacts to you as if um, you're doing something wrong and you're not, that is, that is the, one of the biggest mind fucks that you could experience when you're four years old, where you're just, you know, you, you picked, you, you accidentally rip a dollar bill cause you're a toddler and your mom's like, what the fuck is your problem? And you're like, uh, oh, I don't know what the fuck is my problem. I guess like you internalize it. Yeah. And then the next minute it could be like, oh, I love you so much. It's very, very like my yeah. mother would always be like, we can't say we can't leave without saying I love you because one of us could die. And then there was like so many situations where like oh, we had to hide underneath the stairs because there was a murder in the house or like, oh, oh she, whoa. Yeah. She accused me of when I was 13 of like um seducing, trying to seduce her friends because I was in a oh, see-through boy. shirt. But I was it was a Brazilian jersey, a fucking Brazilian. And like, you know, this this fight that was never ending fight over that. And it's just like so nice over the past few years just like calm um and it took a while to get to that but like how like being in america and meeting all these and i'm like everything just seems better i'm like oh you know yeah that makes sense yeah Yeah, i i think it has definitely affected me in relationships um whereas i don't know if you get this but i have a high tolerance of crazy so i'll be dating a guy for like weeks and then i'll tell my friends something and they're like that's a huge red flag and i'm like oh oh my god (laughs) this is something my mother would have done and I just didn't realize yeah because that's the model you were given yeah well this is it do have you found that oh yeah I dated guys that were depressed about things that they could control yeah I wouldn't say is necessarily my mom but uh 
<clears throat> certainly a curmudgeon and narcissistic. Everything's about them. Yeah, uh, sure. As long as they're happy, we're all happy. Cause that's what, that was my whole mindset with my mom. If she's happy, I, my first priority is to make sure she's okay as a child. And then that way everyone can be at peace. Like everyone yeah. can kind of be okay. So I would take on projects or curmudgeons and people who were just romanticize their own depression in a way that I'm like, I look back at it now and I'm like, you fucking idiot. Like this. Uh, and so, and I very clearly see the pattern. So I have not been dating at all this past um, year. I've not had, I haven't dated. I haven't had sex. I haven't done any, I haven't kissed a guy. I haven't been on a dating app and it is truly the most peaceful year I could have ever imagined. That's great. So you've been celibate, right? Yeah. And is celibate, yeah. I'm, I know nothing about celibacy. Um, is that, you don't even touch yourself? Oh, no, fuck no. I masturbate okay. all the time. Okay, no, I guess celibate, I, you, I, I wouldn't say I'm celibate, but uh, I guess that is, <clears throat> I guess celibacy is, I'm taking a break. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I don't want to date. I don't want, I don't want any men in my life right now because I'm, I'm figuring myself out and, and all everybody's shit always shows up in relationships. Yeah, it's yeah. always going to show up. If you have any shit, it, that's where it'll pop up in your face. And it's sneak. For me, it sneaks up on me and I don't understand it's happening until, like you said, a friend will point out like, hey, that's fucked up. He did that. And so even if it's the most obvious glaring thing in your face. So and it's embarrassing then you're like, oh, my God, I'm embarrassed. And yeah. Yeah. I think you're right to do that because I'm. Um, I think my cousin was just saying this to me. Actually, she was she was just talking about how she has this idea for a podcast, but she wants to do um like uh, this similar to diets and how when you have a diet, you feel so good if you have a specific diet. Um, and she thinks that dating should be like that. Like after you date someone, you should have a diet of alone time. And I think yeah. it's such a, a great idea because like I just go from I've ne- I haven't had a serious proper relationship in seven years, but I've dated uh, all the time I'm always dating yeah. I'm always in these like situationships yeah, <laughs> <a> yeah. <laughs> I'm addicted though I, I am addicted to dating I it's love fun. it well, the feeling that you get is is that of a drug and it's fun and it's uh sometimes it's approval sometimes it's being wanted sometimes I mean these are all things everybody I mean no one's gonna go no thanks you know everybody <laughs> likes those things so. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, that's good. A year off. How are you feeling? Do you feel great? I feel great. I know my folk. No, well, exactly. That's I'm, I, my brain is calm and peaceful. It's a peaceful place to be, which is very nice. Um, yeah, I miss, I mean, I have a podcast about sex, so it's kind of odd to <laughs> have to talk about it all the time and not be having it, but it, it gives me a, a newfound appreciation for it because I never, I've never done this before. And I'm 33. So it's a good time. It's a good time to do it. And I'm glad I did it. I have no, I feel so at peace and so happy that um, this is the calmness I've been searching for my whole life. So for someone to, and that's the other thing for someone to come along and me, let them in, they're going to have to be so exceptional for them to potentially dent, put a dent in this time that I'm having. Cause it's so, rewarding and fulfilling and it feels so good and right that uh I'm not gonna what that allows me to do is never settle for anything that's going to make my life worse well this is is most of my relationships (laughs) no but that's so true because with this you're you know you're okay alone so it's like you're not gonna accept some arse like I I definitely think 
that's a lot of people's problems is they don't know that they can be alone and then they kind of just stick with the wrong person and now you'll just know the right one yeah and it sucks because being alone is so much fun it's so you don't have to listen to anybody you don't have to if you want to get lunch you just fucking go get lunch you have to you don't you don't have to go oh what do you want like because I lived with, I was, my last major relationship was seven years long and we lived together for six years. So that was a long time of being very codependent. And, and we, I, I actually just had a sex dream about him last night and I was like, oh my, very curious. Wow. So um, rude of dreams to do that. Isn't I it? know. Like, yeah. But I enjoyed it. I was like, oh, that's oh, good. A, okay. That's okay. a weird one, but okay. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is the most free. It's like Disneyland for an adult, like you can do whatever you want. It's, it's, and I, and I, and I, but I have the added security. I, cause I think this is a big game changer too, of, of being comfortable financially. I think that in New York, especially like that, that, that is also the other thing. That's the other piece of the, that's the other pillar that holds up my happiness. Yeah. Um, because, and that took a while to get to, but if I wasn't there, I'd, I, I know I'd be more stressed. So, uh, but being alone, man, what a drug. That's the drug that everyone should taste. Yeah, I do love being alone. Like I love going on dates and stuff like that as well. But like I went to Miami last week and I was planning to be a slut, but I wasn't a slut. I forgot to be a slut. <laughs> Wait, a slop? Uh, a slut. Oh, slut. Oh, a slut. Oh. So I've never really, I think the last time I had like, I forgot, to be a slut. <laughs> I, forgot. I was just having such a good time by myself and with my friends. I, I didn't yeah. even kiss anybody. And it's like, um, yeah, I, I have never had like a bunch of one night stands. I think maybe after my serious relationship. So like seven years ago, I had like uh, six or something and which yeah. isn't a lot. And I was like, that's not for me. And then I've always just dated people and had sex with them. But I was thinking recently, I was like, I should have just fucked those guys. I wouldn't have wasted three, five. Right. Um, so I thought I'll be a slut when I go to Miami. I'll get out of my. And then I just had a great time. And I was like, it's not for me. I can't. Yeah. Fuck, fucking someone in a bathroom that I barely know is oh, not appealing. It's not to me. fun. It's not. Yeah. Because then you realize, oh, I was looking for love or I was looking for some type of affection. But I'm not now that I'm not starving for it. I'm not fucking in a bathroom. Not no. that fucking in a bathroom is a 100 percent starving for affection because it's not. But I've had I've had good sex in a bathroom before. But, um, you know, when you realize, oh, wait, this is more my vibe right now it's just hanging out and have fun yeah 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 that's that's what I want to do I'm even like it's so funny because the first time it, it's only been like two weeks but it's the first time where I this I've met this I went on a date last night great guy absolutely amazing I was gonna oh, cancel was gonna cancel um because oh, yeah, I was tired was and, yeah and I yeah. had like two shows but then he texted me saying he was excited and I was like oh I can't cancel on him he said he's excited <laughs> <laughs> and he he was saying everything that I've been complaining that all of the guys I've dated here have not they they all like kind of don't want commitment and they're very casual and I give off a very casual vibe I think now at the listeners will be like no you fucking don't bitch but like if, if you <laughs> you're a chameleon me, whatever you want yeah. I want that's what I yeah, want I'm too, always so just like yeah whatever okay you want to see me last minute and I'm trying to get out of that I want to be like oh man having a mom that's one person one minute and another person the next really makes you go with the flow huh <laughs> yeah 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 I literally that's where I get it <laughs> But and the problem is, you know, it annoys me so much. Every guy goes, I just want a girl who goes with the flow. I, I have dated multiple guys where they're like, it's so great. You go with the flow, but none of them want to make me their girlfriend. OK, <laughs> right, right. A guy that wants a girl to go with the flow is a guy that doesn't want a girl to ask you, what do you want out of this? Yeah, yeah. It's a guy who doesn't want to have but to that's commit not a to bad a date thing. in a week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
yeah so this guy was saying all of the right things and I was looking for a life partner and I wanted to hear those things but then all of a sudden I was like in my head I was like do I take commitophobes because I have a fear of commitment <laughs> maybe maybe um I will see like I will spend time with him again but he was like he texted me today being like when are we going to see each other again and this is what I've always wanted but I was like oh this is the first few weeks I've been really enjoying my time alone mm. and I just I said to him I was like oh I'm like prepping for this podcast I can't think right now I'll text you later <laughs> but yeah, um yeah. Like, we'll see. I will. But it's just it's the first time I'm really enjoying my alone time. So I'm also like, good. I just, yeah. Oh, that's great. You should take I've been taking myself out on dates a lot. Like I, I go to the museum. I like dress up weird, like just funky. Like I dress up like Diane Keaton in Paris and I go to a museum in New York because um, it's such a good time to go because it's not they're not <laughs> that crowded. Yeah. And it's so much fun. It's just it's so much fun. I mean, maybe hanging out by yourself alone is not everyone's thing but I gotta say I really love it and I look forward to it yeah or I love with friends I have so many friends that I like to you know do little they're all from different groups so I have to do like little dates now that I'm fully vaccinated I'm like I want to see everybody oh nice (laughs) nice but um I do want to ask you one other thing so I've never had a threesome and I was watching this other thing where you talked about having a threesome with two men and I've always said if I were to have a threesome I wanted it to be with two men Oh, it's the best. You're the bell of the ball. It's I know the that's best, what it was. It's, it's the best sexual experience I've ever had. And so Hands did down. they, did they do, I think when men like, okay, so I watched this show, uh, Elite, uh, and I don't know if you've seen it. It's a Spanish show. It's fucking, it's kids fucking like they're teens, but they're not, I'm like, this is really <laughs> inappropriate. <laughs> but there's two 17 year old, but they're not, they're like 25. I had to Google because yeah. I was like, ugh, I feel guilty. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they're uh two like they were straight but they were closeted gay men but very masculine and like one's like a soccer player the other's a, a muslim kid and they're super hot and like oh wow and hairy Ooh. and they fuck Ooh. each other and i was like oh my god this <laughs> is what i'm into so yeah. did with the two guys you were with so you were with a porn star and your friend friends with benefit you said yes very handsome tall handsome friends with benefits it was nice. just, it was the did, best did they fuck each other no, they weren't interested. They weren't. Oh. They're not by. They're not by. I because I asked. I was like, so you guys like want to like uh, suck each other's dicks? And they're like, uh, the, the one the porn star guy, he he used to do gay porn, but he's straight and he he's like the, he's so hot. Oh, my God. He's just so hot. They're both so hot. I, I was I was like I said, best sexual experience I've ever had. And that, you know, that is helping me in my year of, uh, of celibacy uh, because I just I think about the experience a lot. But um, he the one guy um, just gets a boner all the time whenever he wants to. Like he can get a boner on command. He's the perfect kind of guy for porn. So he would do he said he used to do gay porn, but he's like, eh, holes a hole. I don't really care. And I was like, wow, you just you just love to fuck like you just you just straight up love to fuck. You are the you are the perfect candidate for the job you're in. And so the other guy was straight um, and as well. And just they just didn't. But it was more about because the one guy and I had been friends with benefits. So it was more about him seeing me get fucked because when you have a three-way like I, I've had a lot of three ways with my ex-boyfriend with another woman and it's really wonderful to see what a person to see a person having sex and you're not the person having sex with them because you never get that angle you yeah. always you're always you know underneath them or in front of them or behind them or you never get to see them from afar and it's a game changer I gotta say and it's not it's just really hot to see somebody fuck or get fucked and you, you never when are you ever gonna get that angle that's such an interest I didn't know that's why I didn't it never occurred to me that that's why people would like to that you could just sit back and look and 
Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like a cuckold, like when people say cuckold fetish or whatever, it's like there's humiliation typically in that, in the like kink sense of the word, but there's also this, um, it's like you're watching a real life movie of sex with the, the person that you are attracted to. And so you never got jealous of the girl with your ex-boyfriend? No. Ah, one time I did. The first time we ever did it, I did. Because I was like weirded out and confused. and mm. But I wanted it. But I knew that that was, I, I knew that that was a, a, a potential thing that would happen afterwards. Um, but we just talked it out because my, my ex and I had pretty good communication. So mm. we, we nipped that right in the bud right away. And so we were, that allowed us to keep doing it because we just kept being honest with each other. Um, but yeah, that, that three way with two guys, that was the more recent one. And, um, just having two sets of man hands on your body is it's the best. It feels the best. I can't even, I don't even watch, I'm going to start watching porn, I think, but, um, I don't even watch Brian Thriller is the guy's name. Okay, cool. Look him up. He, he was on guys. He fuck. So he's public about, I'm not like, you know, (laughs) uh, if you look up Ryan driller, that's the the guy. Yeah. He's very handsome. And, uh, God damn. I mean, I'm going to look him up right now. Ryan Ryan D R I L L E R. Yeah. Very, uh, very nice body. I mean, just and the two guys got along well. It was just, oh my was god, really, this yeah. man is gorgeous. Uh-huh. Jesus Christ! Oh, I see uh-huh. his penis. I see yeah, his penis. It's, big. it's very a big, big penis. Holy! It, fuck. it almost it kind of like hurt a little bit. It was very big. Oh, here I've seen some penises over here that I've like literally audibly said, "Oh my god, that gave me a fright." Like I might that won't fit <laughs> in any hole. Okay, and I've been told that I have a short vagina, and I'm like really sad because. <laughs> I get like really freaked out. Short. That- Every vagina is like five or six inches. Yeah. So what are they fucking talking about? Yeah. I don't think. Do they have a long dick? Well, this I don't know if this guy was just trying to say that he had a big dick, but I have. I did. He probably. Yeah. He well, I years ago I was with a guy who had a really, really like monstrosity. It was like um the size of my arm, and I was like, Jeez. we tried, but I was like, I'm not yeah physically built I, but I don't think any woman is physically built oh I feel but I feel I feel for men whose dicks are too big because you can't have sex I mean you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta it, it you you need another person's body that's like a puzzle piece to yours and that's not that's rare you know yeah no so fuck that some of them are terrifying um penises are mad though like ever since I are gotten more into like uh enjoying sex and stuff like and looking at them I'm like every they're just all so different I'm just always amazed (laughs) yeah yeah it is it's interesting and then I've I've slept with two Irish guys and I know a lot of some Irish guys and it seems like they have this like very uh talk down about their dick kind of like uh thing and it's like the humor there and I'm like oh interesting is it I wanted to ask you yeah, yeah, yeah. I the last Irish guy I was with, he was like, "Oh, like you, you know, you've probably been with bigger. My dick's not that big." Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like they all say that, and I'm like, "Your dick is, your dick's great. Like it's not." And then that I've, I, yeah, I was curious if that was like how a lot of Irish guys were. And then I'm like, "Are Irish women like that?" Oh, this old pussy. You know, just you I think so. It. Yeah, and no, I don't really? do this old pussy, but uh, <laughs> I think the culture is like I like when I even I. Well, how we accept compliments or how we're very modest and you can't be like like if it took it, it took me a long time like for sex and to be like yeah my my wet my amazing wet pussy I don't know I'm really bad at it but 
<laughs> but you know because we just be like oh this this whole thing yeah no 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 it's like it's fine or they'd be like your body's so great and you'd be like oh what are you talking about you know and it could be someone who like works out has like abs and you could be like to the Irish girl oh my god you look great and she'd be like oh no I just I, I, I'm i fat cow <laughs> like what? wow 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 yeah. is that Catholicism I'd say so yeah or yeah. it's the culture it's a very even the way you present yourself as someone who Oh, so even as a comedian and you go back and do shows, nobody wants to know your credit. You don't want to be brought up with a credit because it seems as a bit like, oh, who the fuck she thinks she is? She was on Fallon. I have not been on Fallon. But, you know, if I ever did, I wouldn't be fucking wow. saying it. Um, so there's that kind of the, the culture is just to be modest and humble. Like, and I'll accept your own merits. Yeah, yeah. And like, in fairness, we give compliments. So I think maybe we're getting better. But like, even when I was on that date last night, he said, um, he pulled this line he said no and it's not true he said uh <laughs> you're a rare case of uh, being prettier in real life than your photos and like that's a fucking lie but anyway because my photos look great um but <laughs> and, like they're headshots we know that's a lie <laughs> <laughs> like get out of here but i was like oh uh, stop what are you talking about and he was like oh is this trying to compliment you and i was like yeah look i like compliments so please still do them but i, I have an inability to accept them so just right uh, uh, know that there'll be an awkward response but I'm working on it and he was like okay. oh that's good this is how I operate yeah 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 and I pull good. faces and like he got really close to me at one stage and I just realized yeah. how Irish I am because I literally pulled away and he was like and he I go are you just you were just like in my space and he was like oh, I'm he's Latin he was like oh, I'm Latin that's how we go and I was like I'm Irish okay <laughs> 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 an Irish woman and a Latin man are, I could imagine, very opposite in terms of how they re- receive and give affection. Yes, yes. He came over and he like I was he was so close to my face and I go, you're very close to my face. <laughs> that's so Irish. Yeah, that's an Irish thing of like this, this, this. Uh, oh, oh, you're OK. Like just not. Oh, but then it, I look at, you know, Americans and some Americans are like, thank you. Like just and then it's like, oh, fuck you. You know what I mean? <laughs> so what is the appropriate? They're like, I Every am culture. amazing. No, I yeah, love it. Yeah. I'm like, wow, I, I definitely want to. Oh, yeah, I have worked on it a lot, though, being here. So like even my one of my Irish girlfriends is like, you've definitely changed in, in certain things. Like when you say sure, you don't mean it sarcastically. Um, like the, that kind of positivity element. Sure, but, sure. Yeah, yeah, because we, we, you know, I'll be like, sure. But in Ireland, if you go sure, then you'd be like, OK, fuck you. Because it's like oh. you're being sarcastic. It's never you don't be like use it. So there's so many things we say or do differently, but yeah well actually you know what you were saying this is just I meant to say this but when you were saying about getting trouble for saying the wrong thing I did a podcast years ago years ago and um they it was meant to like they have white people on and it's meant to show like just how you're ignorant and you know in hindsight I probably wouldn't do it now but <laughs> but uh they were asking about Irish culture but it's uh Yodoya is the host and it, the whole point is like oh to wait is it Dark Tank no was it dark tank was that it where you tried i've to... been on that i've been on that and i really they were like yeah we're not impressed by you i'm like okay well <laughs> sorry i'll learn yeah well yeah, he... i love you doye oh me too he's great he's a... and that's the thing i love him so i was like and i mean this must have been like five maybe six five years ago uh, okay i was I, like yeah, cause he had a podcast about two years ago that i went on that was like i had to pitch an idea to end racism to uh, a panel of black people and i was like i'm gonna really try and they were like no we're not impressed 
Oh, you're right. Actually, so it probably wasn't that long ago. Maybe I just decided to store it in my brain further back. Time is fake. I just and and I think quarantine fucked up our uh, impression of it because it definitely was a panel. Um, but I remember who I was sleeping with at the time, and that's at least three years ago. Four oh, years okay, ago, so three. Yeah, it could have been three. Maybe. But the I remember saying something about like how. I said something like uh, a phrase we say in Ireland, which is get the boat. And then Udoya was like, Jesus, that's, I can't believe you said that. That's so Oh, racist. it's like a slavery reference. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he said, um, it's a slavery reference here. And I go, oh, in Ireland, get the boat means um, fuck off, like to England. Uh, it's like, it's another way of saying fuck off. And it's like, because we would have to get the boat to go to England to get an abortion. And then he was like, oh my God, I had no idea. Oh, well, in that case, that's fine. Right, and I was right, like, yeah, right. so it's like, if you... Ex- or have a chance to explain the different or one time I dropped something and I said feck it and this comedian goes we don't say that here and I was like oh we thought you said the other he, he thought you said, said the okay. homophobic slur yeah. and thankfully again I was just like what did you think I said and then he said it yeah. and I was like oh you know well and there's so much I think yeah there's so many I, I had to stop following the Instagram accounts that were like Karen's gone wild and it's just these obnoxious white women that I'm, I just want to punch in the fucking face because they're being so hideous and like inhumane to, to pee. And I'm like, Oh my God. Does it make any so, sense though? It's just like, I, 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 can't, I can't understand it. I, I have a theory. Cause I'm like, I'm fascinated with trying to understand uh, just how people tick it in, in all walks of life but with that particular one i'm like you you grew up and your your parents were i think probably very likely emotionally abusive and maybe physically abusive but certainly emotionally manipulative and so because i got this thing too where if someone accused me of doing something that i didn't think i was doing i would get so goddamn defensive and so i think it's like that the defensiveness uh prevents you from even you know being able to listen and yeah, to understand yeah. that, like, if someone's really mad, it's coming from somewhere. It doesn't it's not just pulling it out of thin air. People who are people who don't have anything to be mad about aren't mad. But if they have something that rightfully angers them, like, you know, that's there's something behind that that you have to just, you know, be curious about. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think what you said before about uneducate, like lack of education, but also I think lack of emotional intelligence education like that should be 100 percent because just being uh-huh. like, yeah, like, why are you getting defensive? Oh, this is obviously something that maybe you did think at one stage or, and you you know, it's like, and that's, you know, you just fucking go, oh, fuck, I'm an idiot. Okay. Yeah. yeah you I also think that they should teach meditation in school because yeah, yeah. people's people's cup is all is overflowing. And so any little drop is seen as like this. How could you do that? You know, and so when it's like that, that means you have too much mental chatter going on in your head and there's a lot of yelling going on. And that's an easy place to get, but people never get themselves out of that place. And so they're just adding to this overflowing glass and it's so they're going to cave one day. And it's like, uh, I think America is very much based on the individual. And so a lot of people take things personally as a personal attack. And it's like, yeah. You know, like my roommate all the time, she's like, ah, oh, fucking white women. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. I'm not sure she doesn't mean yeah. me personally. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to fuck those bitches. <laughs> yeah. These fucking crazy white women. <laughs> Can I ask you? Oh, wait. Okay. So before you leave, um, do you still have time? Yeah. Okay, great. Did you did you pay to have sex with a person? Because I had a question. We had a couple of questions. Yes. And someone said, asked if you would pay to have sex again. And then I was like, oh, you pay? I would. Yes. 
I would. I pay. Well, the um the owner of the comedy cellar, Gnome Dorman. I was on his podcast. The I think it's called the Cellar Table, or Live at the Cellar. I think. Um, and he was saying that women would not pay a man for sex work. And I was like, that's a hundred percent untrue. Are you kidding me? I would pay a guy to fuck me in a heartbeat. And he goes, well, I'll buy you a male sex worker. I'm like, well, I'm in a relationship. I'm not good. He goes, okay, well, if you break up with that guy, uh, come to me and I'll buy you, I'll buy you the top guy sex worker. And I was like, okay. And then maybe two days after I ended this seven year relationship, I was like, no, where's my <laughs> prostitute? I want to fuck. And so he bought me a thousand dollar prostitute or a, a male sex worker. And it was, I was so nervous. That's why I would, I would do it again in a heartbeat because I wouldn't be nearly as nervous this time around. It's just nerve wracking, especially when like, I'm usually the people pleaser person. So I'm like, do you need anything? And he's like, no. And then I was like, I took him out because I wanted to get to know him. Cause I can't, yeah. I wish I could had the ability to fuck a stranger, but I just, I have to get to know you first. Um, so we went out and talked and then I was basically interviewing him. And then we went back to my place and he was sitting on the couch and I sat on this chair like far away. And I was like, so like, do you usually have sex with the girls that like that pay you? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, well, how do you know that they want to have sex with you? And he goes, well, they usually sit closer to me than you are now. And I'm like, oh, that's a good point that you make. OK, I see what you're saying. This is great. I love this. And he yeah, was all about I your pleasure. Sex. Like, that's why taking a year off is like, OK, this is for the best. Oh, I love sex. No, I don't. It's I the best. Sex that. is such a fun part of life. It's such a wonderful part of life. It is. It's why I've even been like, if I look back a lot of past people I've dated, it's definitely been sex has been why I've stayed. And it's like, yeah. but wait, this guy. So he was all about your pleasure. And he was probably more talented because mm -hmm. he's more experienced. And yes, he 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 was what he was for a reason. Like he 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 like picked me up and carried me around the living room. I was like, oh this is God. the best. Oh, and I he and then I didn't have to make I realized like he made me come and then I I was like oh you can leave and he goes okay see you later I'm like whoa I just told a motherfucker to leave and he had a boner still and I didn't do anything about it I didn't want to do anything about it usually oh, I really like I like pleasuring a guy but if I don't know you I'm not into it I'm just not invested in it so and I and I and it dawned on me I was like wait I don't have to suck your dick I'm paying you leave and, I mean I said it nicely and he was like, okay, see you later. And then he forgot the money because the money fell out of his pocket that I had given him because when he was when he was carrying me around the living room and like bouncing me up and <laughs> the money fell out of his pocket. So he left and then he had to come back like 30 minutes later. And he was like, <laughs> I left the money here. I'm like, oh God, this is all in a dark. It was just so uncomfortable and sweet. That's great. I love this. <laughs> I've never met a woman who admittedly had paid for oh something. i would do it again man it, i cannot I, I highly recommend it cowboys for angels they're supposed to be escorts but you know oh well yeah, yeah i know yeah well wink wink yeah i would be an escort if it really only was not the sex but it's never right. yeah yeah i would be somebody's date for sure yeah or maybe there is but i'd be just worried yeah no and it is like wendy Sterling you're the one escort that's like we're not having sex yeah 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 and wendy Sterling talks so greatly about it but i'm like yeah i had one guy message me and say he'd pay me a thousand dollars just to talk to him on instagram and i was like sure and then he blocked me oh oh because <laughs> oh. i think he really wow. thought i'd send him nudes because he was like oh. okay i'm gonna send it friday and then he started getting dirty and i was just like cool i was just responding like cool 
And I think he was like, oh, this bitch. <laughs> That's not what I wanted. Um, what was the last thing? on? Oh, oh, OK. Last thing. Um, friends with benefits. So you've done. I've never done that. You've never done that? No. Well, I, I guess I guess more. I do, too. But I guess more of fuck buddy. Because when I think of friends with benefits, I think of an actual friend that you're friends with. And then all of a sudden you start sleeping together. And, but it's not you're not in love. But like I say, I would say my situations have been more fuck buddy esque. And how do you do that, though? How do you separate the two? Um, I just convince myself that I don't have feelings for them, even though I do. Oh, it's hard for me to do it. That's why I'm taking the year off. Yeah, I can't can't do that. (laughs) And I I don't want a friends with benefits anymore. That's not what I want. And I finally uh, I finally am past the point of wanting to be the cool girl that just goes with the flow and whatever you want, I'll be okay with. And then it's not like that anymore. That's what this year off has given to me. And so because I've literally I feel like we have the same life. Do we have the same mother? um because i've i've was just i have a solo podcast as well but i do it on my patreon so it was also relating heavily to what you said in your about your when you, it's so true about how women do not want to charge for stuff as female comedians like i think we're like oh i feel bad charging people so i've been really i've had it for a year and i've never done tears so it's pay what you want but i oh okay i need to do tears to be honest uh, yeah. because i put a lot of work into it but um i was just saying on the solo podcast how the like yourself I don't want to be go with the flow and I want to potentially end up in a healthy relationship and that makes it actually quite boring because now I'm like had to cut off some really nice guys but just because they're not looking for a relationship and it's like I I would have liked to fucked him a bit more but but it's not good for my brain I own the prize yeah if if you relate if that's what you want you are absolutely entitled to that and get it I feel like we're so comfortable setting goals for ourselves and being adamant about what we want or where we want our careers to go. But when it comes to relationships, we feel like maybe, oh, you know, whatever happens, happens. Now you can you can actually have preferences as to what happens. And so when you go out there, when you're not celibate anymore, will you tell men pretty quickly um, that you're looking for more serious or? I don't know. I don't know because I don't because I, I, I would hesitate to say that. Because I need to make sure if I even like you enough to even tell you that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to have that conversation with. I wouldn't have that conversation with somebody until a couple dates in because I don't know if I'll like you at all. Like, I I, I need to see if I give a shit about you and who you are and if I'm curious about you, because if I'm not, I'm not even going to bother to have a conversation because to me that I worry about putting this vibe out there of like well if I try really hard then I want to be in a serious relationship so that means she'll want to be with me in a serious like I've yeah. I've had those instances before so I, I don't uh I realize that I I give too much away too quickly before I even know if I like the person yeah I know I've had the exact same situation where then the guy was doing all of these things to show he's like, he well you said this is what you yeah. want I'm like yeah but I don't know if I want that with you yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I still want it. I just don't like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no chemistry, and you can't, you can't. Even though that sounds like the most personal jab, it's just not personal. It's not personal, and I, I mean, if someone, yeah, if someone says there's not chemistry, even if they say it to to me or you, it's like that's literally chemicals. So you can't even get offended. Exactly. It's just chemicals don't. And I've had you. that said to me many times, and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. I mean, mm-hmm. if you don't feel it, that's that's why would I want to pursue something with you? yeah exactly yeah we were just talking about that in the last episode with Leclerc like on how to handle rejection and like so I the way I would do it is like I'm gonna and I am 30 so it's hard to compare to younger people but I'd just be like oh yeah yeah grand thank you so much and I try to handle it 
looking like the best version of yourself like because yeah. it's not it's also not their fault I'm not gonna be like it's not their fault at all and thank god I you know I've been stringed along by guys yeah. before too and that is so much worse that is so is. cruel because you don't want to be uncomfortable enough to tell me how you feel or how it's going in your brain that you drag me along into your into this wood the forest of nothings in the forest yeah, yeah, yeah. So fuck you. So that makes me so much more angrier. So I really appreciate uh, if a guy would say, uh, I'm not feeling it. That's yeah. the best thing a guy can say to you uh, in terms if he if he's actually if it's not going to work out. That's the best case, because then it's like, oh, my God, thank God. Be honest. And then I don't because Corinne Fisher, my comedy partner, is one of the only people that I know that is truly 100 percent self-confident and her way of thinking of it. And I'm like, I remind myself of this so that it rubs off on me. She goes, I think I'm great. And if you don't like me, then I'm not, that's going to make me not like you because you have bad taste. Yeah, that's perfect. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good way to think about it. Like, yeah. why would you want to like somebody who doesn't like you? Yeah. That's, that's, that's cutting yourself. And yeah, that's, um, so, that's so true. I always say that adults uh, metaphorically cut themselves like with the uh -huh. self-sabotaging or the being with the wrong guy. And sometimes it's maybe something to talk about. Like it's really like get a hobby. I don't know, play a PlayStation or something. Right. Or, wherever you need your adrenaline, go for a run. Yeah. Um, no, it's so it is true. But all, and also as well, it's like I haven't fancied lots of really great guys. And it's again, there's no reason why. Like there's a couple of guys I know that still follow me on Instagram who had wanted to pursue a relationship and they're now in very healthy. Well, according to their Instagram stories, and um, lie, but yeah. yeah, well, you know, the, hopefully they're, they're actually healthy. I hope so. And they they were nice guys. And there's no reason why good looking, good. funny. But I just wasn't feeling it. I, I think as well. Uh, I was definitely at the time attracted to more abusive guys. So I'm working on that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the mommy issues, man. It, it That does that. That that does that. Yeah. So you're so if a guy rejects us, it's like, hey, I could have daddy issues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but then, yeah, that's yourself to because my mom rejected me. Yeah. I don't look at I never looked at rejection as something bad. I looked at it as a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I know how to win someone's love. Who's rejected me? <laughs> Didn't do it in my whole life. Let's go, motherfucker. Whereas I'm not upset. I think I've always been looking for love because I was missing that aspect. Like, you know, I don't like how would you probably feel now as well but someone that you can just if yeah like I had a stalker there recently and he's gone now thank god it's the one I can say that the police handled it very well thankfully oh um, wow that's and good. I know yeah I know so many women who who have had that I was nervous going but I just got this really cool guy um and he was like I'm fucking sick of this I'm fucking sick of hearing especially women in the public eye because he was obviously like this guy's finding you because of your Instagram and he was like you shouldn't have to hide that and these creeps he got really upset about it and I was like oh thanks I feel so good now I feel yeah validated. yeah but he yeah, sorted it and that was great um but in that week I was like oh I wish there was someone like I'm sure my dad like dads are dads they're just like you're fine but I wish there was like someone I could just get upset to and I'm sure I could with my stepmom but it doesn't feel the same and yeah. so I think for me I've always wanted to meet someone to have someone like at home who like cares about you or like you could just be like oh this is shit yeah, who's on your side and who's has a protectiveness or like yeah. who yeah, who who is invested in your well-being. Yeah, so I think I was always looking for that in relationships, which is the wrong reason to I'm sure I'll find it eventually, but I mean, yeah. But once you can give yourself that, exactly. You'll find it, you'll find it in someone else and now it's not a need, it's a want because you already yeah. have it, so you don't need it. Yeah, I all, and I already feel I'm like it's been like 3 weeks. I'm like I already feel better. I'm healed. I'm healed. <laughs> no, I I feel the same way. Yeah. <laughs> but this is great um 
I did. I did. We won't have time for it, but I'm going to look into past life regressions because I heard you talk about that on your podcast. I'm going to listen to more of that. I don't even know what the fuck that is. That's just you. Me. Yeah. It's a, you. This is not your first time around the planet. This is not your first time on the planet. Uh, this what is... if I'm brand new, though? Mm, you could be, but you're probably not. I don't think anybody is. Uh, but that's I mean, and I didn't grow up with any religion, so I was lucky to like pick what I wanted to believe. Um, the book, Many Lives, Many Masters. That's the book to read on it. I think okay. it's a good introduction because it's about a uh, psychologist who does hypnotherapy and kind of stumbles upon this and not really understanding what it is and not being a believer himself, which is nice. Yeah. I like that he was skeptical because I'm very skeptical about stuff. So, yeah, that's that's a good place to start with that. OK, that's good. Did, do people who have lucid dreams and night terrors and stuff, does that also fit into past that could life? be that? Yeah, that could be very much correlated. Yeah. OK, I have lucid yeah. dreams every night. I'm afraid there is like some... every night. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's wow. crazy. Wild. Sometimes I'm like, how is my imagination that good? But I can also, it's... like, I can choose. There was one time where I was dot, like, I died, but I chose to go back and die a different, or like, avoid that death. But then I died a different way. So you've already experienced this kind of stuff. I mean, that's so I kind guess... of when you are doing a past life regression. It's similar to lucid dreaming. Okay. Yeah. So, oh God, I've had loads. You gotta of listen to this book. It's so or read this book. It's so good. I'm so excited. I'll let you know next time I see you at the club how yeah. how how freaked out I am. <laughs> good, good. But my dreams are wild. Like I had I last night's one was like so crazy, but it was like it, it it was so vivid, and I was picking like a a something out of my toe, and it turned out to be a branch, and then I could see inside my toe, and there was all these va- like oh this cool. Is, this is wild. Like um. So I, like I, this is why I don't do mushrooms. I've never done them. I won't ever oh, because I'm I like have. I'll have some crazy trip. Yeah, yeah. You might, you might. I did. Yeah, I talked to the devil last time I did them. Okay, Ooh. I don't want to speak well, to the metaphorical. Devil. I don't know. Yeah, it was. I did them with a guy I met in the ER. It was just a bad. It was a bad circumstance. You know, set and setting is very is important, and I know that now. Yeah. Okay. Fuck that. No, I'm never doing them. <laughs> no, I, I. But I. My circumstances were bad, so I do recommend. I do recommend them. Just do it like around people you trust and love. Yeah, and I've heard a lot of people say that. I know for me, I'm just so worried that I. My mental health is amazing, but just with my mother being so crazy, I'm like, if there's something locked in there, I'm gonna keep it locked in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't even smoke sure. weed because I'm like, uh. oh, okay, yeah. Then don't do. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. baby steps. Yeah, I'm just. I'm a whiskey wine. Yeah. Two wines, yeah. one whiskey, good. <laughs> yeah easy life but thank you so much for coming on and everybody thank will know you for me. oh sorry I don't oh, thank you for having me this is oh, fun you were so much fun right yeah this is great chat okay good good and I really love your solo podcast I, I've been doing thank a solo you. podcast for a year so it was great listening and I never li- I've never listened to anybody's solo podcast it's always people talking but it's brilliant thank you I listened to I listened to a couple comic solo podcasts that I really admire and respect and I the, whose pa- tone and pacing I really like and I kind of just got that into my brain and it takes a second to figure out your pacing but once you figure it out it's like a song I love it I literally was laughing because it was like I literally talked to the, now I do it just for Patreon because um I want I wanted to make a little bit of money but yeah. um I'm literally talking to the wall for like an hour yeah. each week and I every week yeah. I'm like it'll be like 30 minutes and then I look and I'm like jeez I've been waffling on for an hour I need stuff yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's a skill it's a skill in and of itself talking by yourself and alone in a room yeah but yeah thank you and I'm gonna do an exit tro wait an intro and an exit outro Everybody- outro outro thank you exit tro I make up words exit and people tro. go <laughs> they go is that how they say it in Ireland and I go yes yeah yes that's the Irish thing yeah. <laughs> um, but everybody knows where to find you anyway which is great um yeah and- and christina hutch voices in our heads 
And yeah, I have a Patreon definitely. too, but I'm doing like meeting monthly meetings of like, talk about what, what haunts you at night, you know, that kind of stuff. That, that's amazing. So, yeah. Okay. I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much. Thanks Katie. Have a good day. Okay, please go follow Christina, which I'm sure you all probably already are, uh, at Christina Hutch. Um, and thank you so much for listening, as usual. And again, if you want to sign up to the Patreon forward slash shift podcast, um, the email is contacttheshift at gmail.com or just DM me if you have any advice or topics or stuff you want me to talk, you know, because it's great when you guys send in stuff you want advice for or topic suggestions Um and so yeah dm me at katie ball comic or also if you can if you have the time to screenshot it share it send it to your friends or write a review rate it that'd be amazing but you don't have time no worries um and i love you all and i'll talk to you next week ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.